0: Hello, I'm Claire Reddington, Creative Director of Watershed and it seems tradition now that Mark Cosgrove hands over the reins of Watershed's podcast to me over the summer, so I'm delighted to be back with you to talk again about Playable City and some of the brilliant things happening in Watershed over September. So I'm hoping some of you are already familiar with Playable City, which is our exploration of the transformation and I guess the imagination that can be unleashed in the places we live and work through the medium of play. From Luke Jerram's brilliant Park and Slide, which I was lucky enough to whoosh down Park Street on, I guess back in May, to Slingshots 2.8 hours later, a city-wide zombie chase game, which started in Bristol and has toured all around the UK, We've been pretty lucky in Watershed to work with people creating spectacular, ambitious city-based projects over the last few years. Many of them through the Pervasive Media Studio, our research lab, but also the network of friends and collaborators we have across the city. And we often get asked if there's something special about Bristol that enables this kind of work to thrive and to get global interest. And I think there is. I think it's about open-minded audiences, a willingness to collaborate, definitely the support of the City Council and an infrastructure of committed individuals and organisations means that it's pretty easy to get unusual ideas off the ground, much easier I think than in many of the other cities we visit. But I guess that still doesn't answer why play. When we started the Playable City journey, we talked about creating playful technology-based interventions to act as a kind of counterpoint to the smooth, efficient, slightly cold, maybe a bit scary versions of the future that governments and technology companies were showing us. But since we did the first awards, and I guess uh, informed by some of the workshops we've done in places like Brazil, I think we're much more interested now in the positive effects of play how we can use the existing infrastructure in the city, be that a wireless network, a bus stop or a lamppost, to make people think differently about where they live. I think more importantly, though, to make them connect with each other. And so for us, it's really massively important that the things that Watershed funds and enables are as accessible as possible. You don't need a smartphone to play our stuff. So what's happening in Bristol in September with the playable city? First, let's hear about Wardshed's annual Playable City Awards, which last year was Hello Lamppost, which I'm hoping many of you played. The 2014 Playable City Award winner is Shadowing, which was chosen from 78 entries from around the world. From the 11th of September, this playful project will be installed in eight lampposts across Bristol, letting your shadow carry on exploring the city once you're tucked up in bed. So, I'm joined by David Haylock, Watershed's creative technologist, to explain a bit more about the project. But first, David, what's a creative technologist? What do you do at Watershed?
1: Uh, creative technologist. Uh, we assist um, projects that happen in the Pervasive Media Studio and throughout Watershed with technical solutions, um, so ma- helping them make software, hardware. Wow. And generally just assisting the ICT office, really.
0: So you're a kind of magician that helps all the brilliant people that we work with realise their ideas and make sure they don't fall over?
1: In a way, yeah. I think it's kind of a a dual learning process. I learn stuff from people, they learn stuff from me. It's it's generally just quite... um, Collaborative. I think that's what I'm here to do is to help push people in the right way.
0: Part of that collaboration you talk about recently has been working uh with the artist Jonathan Tomko and Matthew Rosier, who won the Playable City Award. And you've been hacking actual real life lampposts that are going to be installed in eight locations across Bristol. So tell us what have you been up to?
1: A variety of things really. Um it's mainly pulling the inside of the lampposts out. That was uh our kind of first stage of doing stuff was just um, taking bits out and putting things back in so we've nested projectors, cameras and all sorts of equipment inside the lamp heads um, So
0: there's going to be a projector inside the lamppost and what's that projecting?
1: Um, that will project um, shadows of people who've gone past the lamps previously
0: One of the exciting things, I think, about this project is using the real lighting infrastructure of the city. What's been the challenges in thinking about using real lampposts to create this kind of extraordinary technology intervention, which picks up the kind of shadows as people as they walk underneath them and plays them back?
1: Um, I think probably the biggest challenge we've had, and it's been something that's been coming from the start of the project, was what platform to actually... Produce the project on. So, what computer platforms we could possibly put, or how can you put a desktop computer inside a lamp head to do all this recording? So, we went through a number of iterations trying to find the right solution that would do what we wanted it to do. So, we started looking at uh, Raspberry Pis, um, Cubby Truck boards, which are like micro, oh, credit card size computers, and they would fit, fa- or well, they fit inside the lamp head, but they weren't powerful enough to do what we needed to do. So we've kind of iterated to the point where we've actually got a unit that does what we wanted to do. you've
0: shrunk all this technology and it's going to be hidden in the lamppost. So as people walk underneath it, they're not going to see anything different from a normal lamppost.
1: No, nothing different.
0: And what's going to happen when it rains?
1: Nothing. Great. It's it's been tested um, for about a month now outside Watershed. We've had a, a base unit or a test unit sat outside with all elements hitting it and so far it seems to be working quite well.
0: So David, what do you think people, uh, what are you hoping people feel when they come and play in these lamppost lights?
1: For me, I think it would be quite nice for people to come in and feel the kind of disengagement with their shadows and just kind of have a playful action with somebody else and just kind of look at the traces people have left before them. um, And generally just feel happy about seeing what other people have done.
0: Brilliant. So people will be able to play with their own shadows and with other people's shadows uh, from the 12th of September in eight locations all across the city, I believe from Hartcliffe to St Paul's. And you should check out Watershed's website for more information on the project and where to play. And to coincide with the unveiling of shadowing, Watershed is also staging its first international conference around the idea of a playable city. So on the 10th and 11th of September, we've got thinkers, makers, planners, um, people from all around the world joining us for a Making the City Playable conference discussing the impact that playful interactions can have in the city and also things like how do you get new ideas off the ground, sharing case studies and stories from the brilliant things that are happening elsewhere in the world and I think most importantly helping us think about why humans are drawn to play at all. So we'll be joined by speakers from the advertising world, from visual art, from city government and from technology and we've got a pretty special group of partners and sponsors who's enabling the conference to happen. Some of the highlights for me will be the watershed young journalist, Emma Morsi, discussing the kind of city she wants to live and work in in the future. And Brazilian thinker and policy maker, Claudio Mourinho, who I met in Recife as part of our Playable City project in March, who uttered the utterly amazing Patrick Geddes quote, a city is not a place in space, it's a drama in time, which I think is a really inspirational way to think about how we, we live and inhabit cities. So obviously Watershed audiences are really welcome to buy a ticket and come along to the conference but if two days is hard to justify or this isn't your cup of tea I can also highly recommend a special performance we have by circumstance on the 9th of September. A Folded Path is a mobile symphony in which the audience are the orchestra. They literally carry speakers in a beautiful procession around the streets, kind of creating a stunning and evocative cinematic soundscape. Um, and you can book for that on Woodshed's website. And we're also hoping to launch a photo challenge with our partners, Guardian Cities. So watch out for that in Woodshed's newsletter, Twitter and on the website for more information. And then finally from Metropolis to Minority Report, our visions of future cities are of course heavily influenced by cinema. So September's Sunday brunch screenings explore alternative cinematic visions of the city and the role that creativity and technology plays. The brunch films for September are Spike Jones's Her, which depicts a lonely Theodore Twomley as he falls in love with Samantha, an intelligent computer operating system. The brilliantly funny Lego movie, which we're very excited to be bringing to Watershed, which casts master builders in the role of hero, I guess celebrating uh, their special ability to imagine, construct and deconstruct the places and spaces around them. And I guess a slightly more classic playtime by Jacques Tati, which provides an earlier explanation of technology and play in the city. These far and near future cities raise timely questions about our relationships with place and technology. How much control do we want to cede to algorithms and computer platforms? How important is imagination, ideas and conversation in our collective lives together, no matter what year we're in? The Playable City Brunch films also provide a brilliant taster of what's to come in October's sci-fi programme. Details of that are already on the Watershed website and it'll be picked up in the podcast for October. So as ever, if you have questions on this or any of Watershed's programme, please drop us an email, fill in the comment card or find us in the cafe for a chat. David, thank you very much for joining us to talk about the shadowing project. Thank you. Um, I hope you all get out there, find some lampposts and enjoy the stuff in September. Goodbye.